This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It's 1223. Do you know where your city councillor is? The numbers are in for attendance records for Toronto City Councilor, City Council. And according to an analysis by the Toronto Star, Giorgio Mammoliti and Michelle Holland have the worst attendance records for Toronto City Council votes for the second year in a row. Councillor Stephen Holliday, who represents Ward 3 Etobicoke Centre, was best in class, missing no votes this year. And over four years has only missed four votes. As for the mayor, John Tory has missed just over 19% of votes for his four-year term, and that is better than Rob Ford did, and he missed 23%. So, um, what do you think of this as a taxpayer? So, Mamaliti was absent for nearly half of more than a thousand votes, and when he was asked about it, he said both his parents were, quote, quite ill, and that he is typically at public meetings in his community during the evening, and that's why he misses council. So, um, is that a good excuse? Do you accept that? What is a good excuse? Uh, it was interesting, Justin G- DiCiano, who is not running again, sort of said, I, I saw that this is all just a waste of time, and therefore, he was number three. But he's not running again. So, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And uh, we are now with the city councillor who gets the gold star, Stephen Holiday, Ward 3, Etobicoke Center. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, good to speak to you, Libby, and hello to all the Zoomers listening. Okay, well, uh, you seem to take it more seriously than everyone else. Why? Yeah, I, I suppose uh, that is the best way to characterize it. I take my work exceptionally seriously. I, I think it's a privilege that I've been elected and uh, given um, um, the, the power to sit in the chamber and make decisions on behalf of the constituents that I represent. And I, I get paid $114,000 a year to do that. And I think that um, casting votes is a core part of the job. And uh, I really did make a concerted effort to be there for everything. Uh, there are four votes that they recorded me being away as, but there were actually abstentions. I uh, rose from my chair, I stepped behind the rope, the vote went on, and I went right back into my chair. And uh, I suppose I like council, and I like being there. And uh, it's an exciting place, and it really makes a difference. Well, I have this question. If we are paying our city councillors about $114,000 a year, and if their job, among their jobs, is to uh, make these laws, to have these votes, what do people think about them just simply not showing up? Because presumably they have more pressing things to do. Again, I want to give out the numbers. Uh, I think that a lot of our listeners probably have some uh, very interesting thoughts on this. They, after all, are the taxpayers. The numbers 416 360 0740 toll free one 
866-744-740. I'm talking to Councillor Stephen Holliday, who has the best attendance record, basically 100%. He abstained from a couple of votes, uh, and I think that uh, you had a conflict in those votes, so you had to recuse yourself. Is that right? I did. Uh, Going back in 2016, my son was still in daycare, and a couple of those votes had an impact on daycare fees in the city. So I uh, spoke to the Integrity Commissioner, and we came to the conclusion that uh, it was best that I not cast a vote in those instances, and uh, I stand by that decision. It was the right thing to do. Uh, But I'll tell you, I uh, made sure I was at council and paying attention to what was going on, even though I couldn't actually participate in that vote. Other than those four, I think uh, there are over 4,500 votes on record, and uh, that can be easily looked up online on the city's website, and I'm there for all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about some of the excuses that I have seen reported are, well, uh, these councillors also do work as a city representative on certain boards, and, you know, maybe that counts more than being there for a vote. Well, from time to time we do get conflicts, and I, I, I would, you know, happily admit it is very difficult to be there for everything. Um, Human beings uh, we are, and and life uh, can affect us, but I think if you look at someone's voting pattern over the four years, you get a pretty good idea of what's an anomaly and what's not. Generally speaking, uh, council takes precedent from all of the subcommittees and boards, and uh, if you have to make a choice, you you should probably be at council. Um, But there are conflicts that arise from time to time, but I think if you did the math on 4,500 votes, you'd find there are very few of them that are actually disrupted because of those instances. Okay. Uh, Let's take a call from Stephen in Parkdale. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Libby. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? All right. I just want to say probably how Gino would be voting, I'd be very happy to vote 100% of the time. Uh huh. What do you think uh, of councillors? Uh, what ward are you in, Stephen? I'm in Gordy uh, Perks uh, writing. Okay. Um, keep talking, and I'll look up his voting record here. But uh, as a taxpayer, what do you think about paying for people who may not be showing up? Well, I think it's foolish that they don't show up. That they, you know, that that's part of their job is showing up. What are we paying them for? But. Uh, as I say, depending on how they vote, I'd be happier sometimes if they didn't. Well, Gord Perks has a very good record. He is one, two, three, four. He's he's fifth from the top, and he only missed one and a half percent of the votes. So uh, I'd say uh, you're getting your money's worth there, probably. <laughs> right. Well, I do know he does keep a good profile in the community. Uh huh. Mind you, so does uh, Mamalili, but. Uh, He's not showing up, as you say, for the votes. Well, he seems to be... Which is funny, because you would think, for a guy that speaks out as much as he does, that he would show up more. Well, I was just going to say, he he makes sure that, you know, one of the criticisms that I hear for these city council meetings is that everybody uh, wants to get up, and it's a bit of grandstanding to get their name out there, and, and it just makes things take longer. But Mamaliti seems to get his name out there with no problem <laughs> otherwise, and missing half the votes. S- Stephen Holliday, what do you make of that? Well, you know, there there is something to be said about the efficiency of council meetings, and I think you've made a great comment. Some days we sit there 
all day long without casting a vote, listening to speeches one after another, after another, after another. You imagine we've got 44 councillors plus a mayor. It can take all day to talk about an issue. And I've seen days when we're there, and at the end of the day, we cast a unanimous vote at the end of the day, and everyone looks at each other and said, why did we have this great debate? Other than to try, <laughs> other than to, try to get a news clip or something out of it. So I, um, I always think there's better ways that council could be run. It could be more efficient. And perhaps if we did a better job of uh, keeping a concentrated discussion and debating what we need to debate, we would see more attendance or more better attendance. Um, you know, I, I think if uh, a council usually has a short dinner break around uh, 6 o'clock just to go pick up a snack for about 20 minutes and um, freshen up, and uh, sometimes you come back from that and the same councillors are missing each evening. <laughs> and that's a problem. Because they want a nice dinner. Uh, Stephen, thanks for your call. Okay, have a good one. You too. Let's go to Sharon in Hamilton. Hello, Sharon. Hello, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. Um, how come sometimes people, when they when they go to the meetings, how come how come they make excuses because they don't want to be there? Well, um, people usually um, make excuses when they don't do things they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, that's what I wanted to understand. I didn't understand, like, because um, I used to be on um, the CNIB, the CNIB meetings, but I'm I don't go to. Well, I go to the group, the CCB group in ha Hamilton here, but I don't go to the meetings anymore because they're, they're in a different place. They're in Brantford, and I haven't got a way to get right. there. So well, what, what, what I was wondering was, um, do they not understand when the meetings are, like the times they are and the times they finish? Oh, I, I think they, I think they, they understand perfectly. Uh, the meetings go on till they're over. I mean, I think that's another problem. Uh, Stephen, do you think that that's, a, I mean, those meetings go on for days. They're excruciating. Yeah, I, I will admit that they can be quite painful at times. Uh, I, 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 will, I will still say it's a privilege to be there, but often what you see is as a meeting draws forward through the days, we mm -hmm. may start on a Monday or a Tuesday, all of the more glamorous items are dealt with up front. Um, and you say glamorous, mm -hmm. I mean the ones that capture the headlines. And as we get down into the minutia of smaller and smaller decisions, maybe about uh, a parking pad or a tree or uh, you know a road or a stop sign, that's mm -hmm. when you see that the councillors begin to vanish. Uh, and maybe they feel that it's not important to be there, but I still feel that it's my role as part of that body. It's my duty mm -hmm. to be part of that group. And uh, you know, I would like to show the respect for the people that sent me there by participating in the process. And I hope that they hold me and others accountable for how they perform in this ma in this manner. You know, it's interesting. And, and Sharon, thanks very much for your call. Uh, it's interesting. I remember uh, back when uh, that senators being penalized for, you know, not showing up. Now, of course, that particular case, and I don't remember all the details, but he was in Florida. He was in another country. But do you think there should be penalties for counselors who don't show? 
Well, at the very minimum, I think it should be a public question to councillors who are back running again in this election. I think people should ask their councillor, what's your voting record? What's your performance? How much time do you put into this job looking after my needs and the needs of the city? And all this information is all online. Now, I say it tongue-in-cheek because it's probably not practical, but boy, there'd be, it would be great if there was a system where we got paid by the vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds dangerous. Well, it, it would be because I'm sure they would find ways to vote on things that don't matter to run up the numbers. But uh, but uh, but I say it tongue in cheek because, in a way, um, you know, my job is depending on my performance, and um, I hope that my residents hold me accountable. And I luckily I have a good answer. But there may be some councillors that don't have a good answer, and they should be ready to explain themselves. And missing a couple of votes is is not a big deal. But having a pattern over years and years of the same attendance is something that should be explained. Yep. Uh, let's take a call from Mike in Mississauga. Hi, Mike. Uh, yes, enjoy your show. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I just, I was going to say something I think everybody, uh, you know, realizes, but I have another thing to say after that. I, th- I think that isn't it like a lot of counselors, like especially George Mamalini, he may not show up because he knows that he's going to lose, that he's on the, on the minority end of the vote. So he just says, why bother? But I was just wondering, maybe there should be some sort of, um, some sort of stipulation that in order for a counselor to get their full pay, they've got to attend maybe two thirds of all, all votes, all meetings. I wouldn't I I wouldn't have a problem with that. I think it's a reasonable thing to ask. Uh, Libby, I can add to this. Um, there is a rule in place that a councillor seat can become declared vacant if a councillor misses in a you don't quote me on this, but I think it's three consecutive council meetings. Wow. Um, there is a process in place at the end of the meeting to uh, offer uh, an ex- uh, to excuse the absence. So let's say a councillor was out of country on business related to the city. We may excuse that absence and therefore that council meeting doesn't count. Uh, sometimes there's been a few councillors that have been quite ill. Uh, legitimately, uh, you know, very sick, and we all know it. And we say, look, we're not going to kick them out of their seat because they're sick. We're going to recognize that. But should there be a problem counselor who is truly truant, uh, who just doesn't come, and and I will add, showing up to a meeting means coming into the room and being recorded there and then leaving again. So it's a pretty low bar. But if you <laughs> vanish completely, the office can actually be declared vacant, and we can fill it with somebody else. Okay, it might have, be something to think about. I just have one other thing to say, if that's okay. Sorry? I just have one other thing oh, to Oh, sure, go say. ahead. Um, 115000 a year, it's more money than I've ever made in, in, in a year in my lifetime. But I was just wondering, how many counselors are known to have other jobs other than the job that they're doing? Uh, Libby, I guess I can respond to say I, I only hear rumors of other things that people do on the side. Um, I have not... I'm thinking back over my four years, seeing uh, complete evidence of other people doing another job. I don't know how you could do it practically, though. I don't. You know what? I think that happens in small places where the the salary that council gets is is really you know minimal. I I'd, again, you know, one thing I do have to say for most city councilors, they work long hours, and if you talk about these meetings that go on for days, um, you know the ones they don't miss. These meetings go on for days, and it means you can't plan to do anything in the evening or anything like that. So. So the one thing that I I do, you know, put my hats off to them, that is, you know, they work long hours for the most part. 
So yeah, thanks, they thanks, Libby. We, we love it, and this is why we do it. And, uh, you know, we, we always joke that there's a lunch break at council, but the lunch break is about unwrapping your sandwich from the saran wrap and eating it while you're on the phone with constituents because, you know, business of the city goes on. Even though we're sitting in a council meeting for five days, we still have to look after things and there are problems that are urgent. Uh, look, there's media calls to be taken uh, because the news cycle doesn't stop and we're expected to be out in front and speaking. Um, so you, you all managed to, we all managed to fit it in and make it work. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really want to make sure that I'm earning my $114,000 a year, and that's why I show up to these meetings. Okay, Mike, thanks for that. We'll uh, take another call from Ken in Cambridge. Hi, Ken. Hi, uh, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Uh, the, one, of, one of the quick thoughts I had was, you know, when you have a job like that, sitting on city council, and you're making that kind of money, which is... Uh, fair sum of money, but it's, you, you should be there for, for the job. You should be there and show up for the meetings. If you're not there because of uh, you simply have other things to do, what you're saying is really, you know what, this is not that important to me. And I understand if a person is ill, that's a different issue. If you're ill, yes, okay, you have a right to, to, to be, uh, not be there. But if you're if you're just going because you have other other things you've got to do, then your job is not important to you. Uh, this issue is not important, and I think that's wrong. I and mean, you, 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 if you're going to take the job, you're going to accept that council. You should be in there in the meeting. Yeah, it might be boring, and that what my idea is that maybe Doug Ford is correct. You need to reduce the number of people on city council down to a more reasonable level of 25 or whatever he's, he's going to have. That, to me, is probably a better solution. Or the other option could be, and I don't know if this would work, uh, having the vote in the morning when everybody's fresh fresh there and, and they're ready Yeah, but to they go. all have to speak before the vote. Ken, uh, I, ta- I, I, I hear you. Thanks a lot for your call. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Great. And Libby, if I can add, Ken raised an interesting point. Um, with a smaller council, the stakes are higher. We have to maintain quorum in the room, which means that more than 50% of the councillors must be in the chamber at any given time, or the meeting literally stops in its tracks. And I, uh, that is a very embarrassing moment for council if that is ever to occur. So if we go from a group of 44 and we lose uh, 22 people, you know, we're still able to carry along if the mayor is there. But if we cut down to 25, as, as what the law is right now, uh, if, if 11 or 12 people disappear, we start running aground of, uh, of actually losing the quorum of the meeting. Um, and maybe this, this change in council size will actually put people more on the hot seat to be in that chamber at all times. Well, that's a that's a very interesting point, and if this comes to pass, uh, I hope it does that. Councillor Stephen Holliday, thank you so much for being with us on this. Thank you for letting me speak to you today. Thank you. Okay, and congratulations on your gold star. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.